0: Welcome to a planned yet somehow also impromptu episode of the Butts in the Seats podcast. Episode 16, which I feel like I've said about three or four times right now. Have you? Yeah, uh, I've been editing and I'm like, oh, episode 16. Like, nope, not this one. No,
1: <laughs> Can't believe we're already on 16 episodes. But also I can. And I can't believe we haven't done more.
0: I also had to cut out in the last episode you saying, man, it's already been 16? <laughs> I feel like I'm going to say that every time.
1: Well, <laughs> staying true.
0: Yeah, I wasn't sure what the release schedule was going to be, so I'm like, oh, now I'm trying to edit around us saying numbers.
1: (laughs) I don't really know why this one wasn't on our initial schedule. I thought that it was. I guess I was confusing, because we're going to do WrestleMania 15. I just kind of assumed. Well,
0: well, because this is the definition of a bonus episode. This is a bonus bonus episode. This has no tie-in to WCW. Yes, it
1: does. Yes, it does. I mean, the Hall of Fame does. The fucking NWO show up, so I think it has a and enough of a tie. Oh, there's
0: our tie-in. That's why we're doing this one. And
1: Hulk Hogan is the host.
0: Yeah, Hulk Hogan who's turned heel is the host.
1: Apparently.
0: So this is our third WrestleMania we watched together. At least live.
1: Live, yeah.
0: We were supposed to go last year. <laughs> Guess let's get that out of the way.
1: <laughs> we were supposed to be at WrestleMania 36. We had tickets, we had an itinerary plan, we had like a whole I took I took time off of work. It was We were so ready. And we're going to go to Disney World and we didn't get to go.
0: And does it hurt more that it was in the same venue that it would have been last year? A
1: little bit. Also because they obviously used the same footage that they had filmed for last year with all the pirates and everything. So, yeah, it's kind of like we watched the WrestleMania. This is the true WrestleMania we didn't get to go to.
0: It's like seeing your ex thrive without you.
1: Pretty much. Because when we watched, like, 36, it was... It was like, oh man, we could have been there, but like nobody was there. So it didn't feel like we were missing out so much because it, it wasn't like other people were living what we got what we got denied, but this one with an actual audience felt more like we were missing out.
0: I don't know if you remember, last year at WrestleMania didn't have the crowd noise yet.
1: I know, it was weird. Yeah, it was they before they figured the it end. out.
0: They were worried it was going to sound hokey and then...
1: They did it anyway. (laughs) Well, they
0: realized, oh, wait, it sounds a lot better It makes a lot more sense.
1: Yeah, wrestling without crowd noise just feels wrong.
0: I think baseball might have done it first, and it worked really well. So they're like, oh, "Oh, okay. Kind of the same as having the cardboard cutouts in the stadium, because they did not want to do it, apparently, and then the NFL did it for the Super Bowl, and it looked really good.
1: This cardboard cutouts look good far away. The second you close up or like do an audience shot, it looks weird.
0: You know, I think this is the first WrestleMania in a very long time, minus last year, because obviously mm-hmm. they didn't last year, that they didn't come out and announce the attendance.
1: Yeah, because they couldn't say it was a sold out arena. I guess it was sold out for the no, capacity. But...
0: Somehow WrestleMania every time is a new record. Of course. Some people don't buy. I do. And I know this stage takes some away. But, you know, when you're watching a football game, you're not sitting on the field, which is where the chairs around ringside are.
1: True, but don't most, don't a lot of football stadiums have like live concerts there too? So wouldn't that kind of be comparable? Potentially.
0: For you to sell out a full football stadium, that's a lot.
1: Taylor Swift could do it.
0: Probably, but how often are you taking that chance? Because also with that, there's a lot more tickets. So you can't jack up the price a little bit more because there's more. There's so
1: much seats to fill. There's more supply.
0: So before we get into WrestleMania. Let's talk about SmackDown, because apparently now SmackDown is part of WrestleMania.
1: Yeah, they called it WrestleMania SmackDown, or SmackDown WrestleMania. As
0: opposed to WrestleMania Backlash, which is the next pay-per-view. Yeah. Not Backlash, just WrestleMania Backlash. How long
1: are we going to stretch the term WrestleMania?
0: I think it's because they know they have that like three-month window of when their business does the best, and they're like, what if we just keep calling things WrestleMania?
1: Just to keep people like, oh, it's still going. (laughs) We can do night one for three months. We can keep that hype.
0: So on WrestleMania SmackDown, we had two WrestleMania matches. I'm going to try to do the one from memory. It was a four way tag team title match. It was Ray and Dominic Mysterio. Yes. It was Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode. Or I think he's sorry, he's Robert Roode now. Yes. The Dirty Dogs. (laughs) Ew. It was the Street Profits.
1: Yes, who I really
0: like. And Otis and Chad Gable, who you remarked is a knockoff Kurt Angle.
1: Yeah. I like. I didn't recognize him, so I, I think you were in the other room or something. I was watching it more than you were. And I was like, who's this knockoff Kurt Angle? And from the other room, without even watching, you're like, it's Chad Gable.
0: <laughs> so I have no real notes on the match itself, other than the fact of it probably it should have been on the WrestleMania card.
1: Really? You think that that tag team...
0: More than the other multi-person tag team match, but we'll get there. This
1: and that match, the women's tag team match multi-person, I feel like both of those should have been on the pre-show.
0: Yeah, I think that's because they wanted the WWE title match to be the first match in front of fans. And I get that. Now, why you didn't have a pre-show match for the second night, I don't know. I wonder if they were just trying to limit how long people were gathered. So the Dirty Dogs retain. I think if they had been in front of a crowd, they definitely would have given... I think the Mysterios might have been given a little bit of a shot.
1: They would have gotten the biggest pop, I think.
0: See, that was what I also found interesting is they don't put Ray on the WrestleMania card when they had him kind of booked for a WrestleMania match. But there's a WWE 2K22 ad that comes on and Ray is like the star of it. Yeah. So I'm like... Oh, okay.
1: I guess, he, I didn't realize he wasn't on WrestleMania at all. Nope. Wow.
0: So, Dirty Dogs retained, and then the other match was the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Yes. No Women's Battle Royal this year.
1: No, I'm kind of bummed about it. The
0: uterus trophy was not up for grabs this year. The
1: uterus trophy?
0: Have you not noticed that the trophy looks like a uterus?
1: I guess not. <laughs>
0: so, I'm going to show Emily a photo of the equivalent Women's Battle Royal, because it doesn't have a name anymore. That's their trophy.
1: I mean, yes, it does look like a uterus. But the men's is a big trophy of Andre the Giant. Yes. Why don't the women get an Andre the Giant trophy?
0: Because they did name it. They named that after the fabulous Moolah. And then Snickers went, oh, no, you don't.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> Snickers pulled the plug.
0: <laughs> so.
1: Oh, no. They didn't
0: give it another person name. Although, Chris Jericho shared his idea. He wanted to name it after uh, Sherry Martel. He wanted to call it the Sensational Invitational. I like that. Yeah. That's Everyone who name. heard that is like, it's a good name. Yeah. And by all accounts, Sherry seems to be a better person. Well. <laughs> so in terms of the Andre Battle Royal, Emily, can you confirm that I correctly predicted who the final two would be?
1: Yeah, and it wasn't that much of a like difficult prediction, once he pointed it out, like, nobody got an entrance except for three guys?
0: Yes, I even forget who the third was. I think Cor- oh, Corbin got an entrance.
1: Yeah. It was Corbin, Jey Uso, and... Shinsuke. Shinsuke. And the final two, you predicted, would be Jey and Shinsuke. Two of the three people, they got an actual entrance. It was obvious that one of those three was going to win.
0: Yeah, I loosely noted that a couple of people who, like, weren't in the match. I'm like, oh yeah, Jeff Hardy's Mm-mm. not here, strangely. And even weirder, like... Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn were like f- fighting on the outside right before the Battle Royal. I'm like, are you guys going to be in it? It's like, oh, no. no. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was a weird one.
0: <laughs> However, it has been proven that winning the arm bar does literally nothing for you. So,
1: yeah, it really is just a tradition match.
0: All right, previous winners of the arm bar WrestleMania 30, Cesaro. WrestleMania 31, The Big Show. Finally Yay! winning a Battle Royal.
1: He's never won a Battle Royal. He's so big. How do you eliminate him?
0: He's won a cu- probably a couple, but it's a lot less than, you know, the joke would ha- have you believe. He last eliminated Damian Mizdow, who had turned on the Miz right before that in a months long storyline. And that was the payoff. And then he oh. didn't win the battle royal.
1: Oh, okay.
0: WrestleMania 32. I think it was the debut of Baron Corbin. Ew. And
1: he won the yep, battle royal. he won Ew. it. I hate that.
0: WrestleMania 33, Mojo Rawley, which is notable for the security guard stopping Gronk when he had to show up for the end of it.
1: Yes, you showed me that clip. That's funny.
0: WrestleMania 34, Matt Hardy, who Bray Wyatt showed up to help him win suddenly in the ring, and then the bell just rung after they eliminated the the other two guys. And it's like, oh, I guess Bray's not in the match, which makes sense because he wasn't there at the start. But it was weird for a battle royal to end with two guys in it. Yeah, I see that. And then they did a tag team, and it was bad.
1: (laughs) And then he became The Fiend, and all was well.
0: WrestleMania 35, Braun Strowman, last eliminating Colin Jost.
1: Oh, I remember this one. (laughs) Yes,
0: and there was not one last year.
1: There wasn't one last year? Nope. Oh, well, duh, because you can't have that many people all together.
0: Then the women's one, just for completionists. Wrestlemania 34, Naomi, Wrestlemania 35, Carmella, who both won in the exact same way.
1: Yes, you pointed this
0: out. Somebody thinks they won. Oh, wait, you were hiding the whole time.
1: And now you jump in and you pin them and ta-da, you win. Well, you don't pin them. Well, whatever. You throw them over them out.
0: So I think now it's time for... Oh, sorry, it's raining. We uh, (laughs) (laughs) we, We can't start the show yet. So yeah, Wrestlemania 37, live from Tampa Bay, Florida. Raymond James Stadium, also the site of the Super Bowl, Mm -hmm. where it was supposed to be last year. Vince comes out and is like, "Thanks for you know coming to WrestleMania. We're glad to be in front of you guys." It
1: was a very nice sentiment. It had all the superstars on the stage with Triple H and Stephanie, and he was just very thankful, like glad to have the fans back. It was nice.
0: And they had BB REXA, looking quite good, perform the uh, (laughs) perform "America the Beautiful." Not memorable, no. so so neither good nor bad because there are some bad ones. True, that you don't out. want to
1: be memorable for the wrong reason.
0: Do you know who sung it at WrestleMania One? Mean Gene okerland
1: <gasps> No way! I want to find
0: that clip. <laughs> so immediately after America the Beautiful, they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna have to uh, take a little rain delay." And we're about like forty. I think the first match started like about forty minutes. Forty minutes,
1: but they kept, they cut back to Michael Cole and I can't remember who else was with him. Out Samoa
0: there. Joe was in. So originally the commentary team was Michael Cole, Samoa Joe, and Byron Saxton. Mm-hmm. When they cut back during the rainstorm, Byron Saxton was gone. I don't know how we got. I don't yeah, know how we, they were I, only two ponchos? I think his his suit may have been like. I can't get Maybe. the sweat. Seeing
1: those two big guys in rain ponchos in Florida—it was downpouring. Yes, Michael
0: Cole and Samoa Joe in a poncho, and I'm just Samoa like, Joe that poncho. man is like, am I am I healthy yet? Can I go back and wrestle? Please.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was it was a classic Florida rainstorm.
0: I missed that once they started the matches, they were calling the matches standing in front of the table, or they standing behind the table mm-hmm. because their seats were so wet they didn't want to sit down.
1: You no, know, I get that. <laughs> Some poor PA had to run to the closest store and grab some towels or something. But yeah, it was a downpour. It was not a drizzle. That was was a classic Florida storm where it comes out of nowhere and just wrecks your day.
0: So during the rain delay, they very smartly were like, okay, we're just going to interview basically everybody who has matches. It started with Shane. And I was like, yeah, just like throw Shane out there. Right now, while you kind of prep whoever else you need to get out there. Because
1: Shane can talk.
0: And he's been around long enough to where it's like, okay.
1: I don't like him, but he can talk.
0: They did actually ask him, though, like, what is your issue with Braun Strowman? Like, why are you trying to get this large man to fight you? And he kind of didn't have an answer.
1: Well, do any of us really know why? Is it just because he thinks he's stupid?
0: Pretty much. There wasn't too much memorable about a lot of these promos. Although, like, I don't think any of them were bad. I think the two notable things I remember was <laughs> Drew McIntyre being like, get on this side of me. I don't want to turn my back to Bobby Lashley. And that I'm like, good, yes. smart baby face. Like, I didn't care what the rest of your promo said. Just like, okay, you got across that. You're you're smart. Yeah. And then uh, Big E coming in. <laughs> yeah. New Day's promo. And Big E coming in. Just I got the wet lips.
1: New Day is just so charismatic. Them and the Street Profits, they really know how to talk. But the New Day in particular are just so fun to listen to talk. Like, they bounce off of each other so well, it's very obvious that they are really good friends outside of the ring.
0: New Day mouthing after their match was also really fun.
1: Yeah. Oh, I love them.
0: We finally resume from the rain delay, and then we bring out the hosts. It's Titus O'Neil and Hulk Hogan. Boo. Yeah. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> With fair amount of booze on night one,
1: shocking amount of booze to me. I didn't think that they that he would get that many booze. It
0: gets a lot worse on night two. I thought it was a strange combo. The two of them. Listen, Titus O'Neil, like literally like won the Warrior Award, like great guy, charitable guy. But I'm like, why? I guess it was his hometown. But I'm like, why are you hosting WrestleMania?
1: I thought it was damage control for his image.
0: That is possible.
1: Yeah, I don't think that's much of a
0: coincidence. So, I don't remember anything they said, so let's just get into our first match. First match in front of people.
1: Which is a big moment.
0: We have the challenger, Drew McIntyre, versus the almighty Bobby Lashley, WWE champion. So, in terms of notes and all that, we didn't take a ton. We were just trying to enjoy the show and talk about it. And it's not in our timeline, so nothing we see is going to be too important in our in the grand scheme of our podcast, but we, we
1: thought... No, we, we had fun we watching We wanted to it. chat about exactly. WrestleMania.
0: Probably, Lashley just didn't have the Hurt business, and I thought, oh, maybe they'll come out and interfere, because now they're not part of the Hurt business. Mm-hmm. No, they just didn't.
1: No, there was, a, like, very little interference overall in, like, both nights of WrestleMania.
0: Yeah. So this is... It's about the same quality uh, you, as you get for a lot of the title match openers. Like, it was a good match, but, like, I don't think... Like it's it was, not
1: going to go down in history books. as a fantastic match.
0: Yeah. Like, I'm struggling to think of any spots outside of the end spot. Yeah. Which is, Drew is setting up for the Claymore, and MVP just kind of yells at him, and it somehow distracts Drew enough to...
1: D- so, like, catch his attention yeah. and turn him away. Yeah.
0: So he misses, and then Bobby Lashley locks in the Hurt Lock, aka the Full Nelson.
1: No, this was a good match. It started out kind of slow for me, but I feel like a lot of Drew McIntyre matches start kind of slow for me. He's not like a fast-paced wrestler, I don't think. But
0: I mean, he can only move. I mean, he's a large man. Exactly,
1: that's the difference. I like the, you know, I like the cruiserweights. I like the smaller boys. I can jump around. So it was. It started out slow, but it did end up picking up some steam, and it was fun by the end. I was enjoying it.
0: So Bobby Lashley locks in the Hurt Lock, and they say Drew passes out.
1: Yeah, that was the story. That was the narrative they were going
0: with. However, it's like, oh, he passed out, and then he releases the hold, and Drew is like. Kind of rolling around and is conscious. And I'm like...
1: Did he get, like, right back up?
0: <laughs> not right back up, but he was moving.
1: Yeah. Obviously not unconscious. Well, I don't know. I've never passed out. I don't know, like, how... I, I don't know what it's like. I don't know if you completely lose... It's like falling asleep where you don't have any consciousness of... Or you don't have any control of your body.
0: I don't know either. However, I'm basing it on the other times fair, WWE fair, has done fair. this where they are out cold.
1: Fair. Overall...
0: Pretty good match. I wouldn't say seek it out, but, you know, don't avoid it.
1: I thought it was a good match for them to come back with. Yeah. It was fun. It gave the right energy. It was a good opening match overall, but it was also a good match to be the first one in front of people.
0: Yeah. Agreed. We go backstage and Bailey gets rejected by the NWO and Titus.
1: (sighs) The NWO are looking so crusty. All of them are in
0: so it was a weird, old, <laughs> yeah. So it was a weird thing of they were like clearly scripted to like blow her off, but yeah. then Xbox was like not oh, a big fan actually.
1: Yeah, at the very end, because she was, really was like
0: sweet. too sweetie, and like no one was doing it. But I think
1: Xbox was like, I got and, you.
0: And I think Hall did too. It was like, yeah, me too.
1: He was really fun. I I, I don't like the NWO, but I, they're calling him Six, not Xbox. So I know him as Xbox. So I'm probably just gonna keep calling him Xbox. Yeah.
0: He, Most was of it very, nice
1: he was a lot of fun and very sweet in all of the nwo segments with like the hall of fame with the backstage stuff he was fun kevin nash kind of had the air of i'm too good to be here and scott hall did seem like he was playing along some so i'll give him that but
0: well if you're annoyed about that you're gonna be annoyed by our next thing because they advertise wwe nfts okay no, we're we're, we're, we're not we're not getting into this. We're not getting into this because I don't know either. I get it, but I don't get it.
1: I, yeah, I exactly.
0: All right, so I wanted to pull up, <laughs> but I made sure to pop this up before we started. The bids on yes. the WWE NFTs because they were all Undertaker based, who did not show up at any point no, during this.
1: And I don't know why he was the one that was the one that they based them all on because it's either. WrestleMania. Okay,
0: whatever. So they had a platinum tier NFT, which I noted a lot of these were, oh, you get this little thing, but also there are actual prizes.
1: But the NFT is not a physical thing. You are just getting the download, right? Yes. NFTs make no sense. So
0: the main notable one, the bidding Mm -hmm. started for this at $10,000. Yes. You would receive... A one-of-a-kind NFT featuring The Undertaker. A once-in-a-lifetime experience for two at WrestleMania 38 or WrestleMania 39, including two front-row tickets, unprecedented VIP access, and hotel accommodations.
1: I mean, that's a pretty good... That's a pretty good prize.
0: A personalized video message from The Undertaker. Cool. Which I think you can get on Cameo. He was not for a little while. Oh, I don't know. An original urn used by The Undertaker shared at <laughs> of the WWE vault.
1: That's what yeah, I Yeah, we wanted. both
0: liked that one.
1: That I want that. <laughs>
0: Erwin will be presented the highest bidder in a case signed by The Undertaker.
1: Cool. The physical stuff in that and the actual experiences, cool.
0: And then a personalized WWE Championship title belt with the winner's name engraved in the side plates. Cool. So, the bidding started at Mm $10,000. I think within minutes, it went, somebody got a bid for $10,001. Sure. And then immediately after, there were no bids in between, someone bid $100,000 and they won.
1: They won it? No (laughs) one else bid after that wow yeah. i mean if you have as i call it fuck you money you can do that
0: there were cheaper ones and you know i know lower there were tiers that were, there were some
1: that were offering front row seats at a raw or smackdown of your choice or something like that
0: yeah and then there was the bronze one which i think was just the nft yes which were like 100 bucks okay
1: if you're if you're into nfts 100 bucks fine whatever I don't get it. I like how people,
0: people, yeah, people care about the energy usage. I'm like, I don't care about it in general.
1: The energy usage?
0: It's, we're not getting it, it's not an NFT podcast. It's a WCW what podcast. What
1: do NFTs have to do with energy?
0: It, it's how you're storing the information. It has, it's.
1: I, I can't, this can't be an NFT podcast. I, I my head will explode. <sighs>
0: Out of the frying pan and into the fire, because <laughs> next up we get the women's tag team turmoil match.
1: Okay, you hated this a lot more than I did.
0: Do you blame me?
1: I didn't hate it.
0: So, first of all, not one of these teams, including the champions, who the winner of this match will face tomorrow, mm-hmm. were tagging together one year ago.
1: Yeah, you did point that out. And that is the
0: closest we get is the riot squad who were together before and then got back together in the past year. So at least, you know, you know them. They have they have a name, although it's a little less special. Now there's only two of them. It just feels like it's Ruby riot and friend (laughs) when you call it the riot squad. True. When there was three of them, like, okay, she's the leader. Now it's just true. So can you also confirm for the audience that I predicted the end of this match as well?
1: Okay, we get it. You can book a match. In that a face
0: team will go through a couple teams and make it to the end. And then, oh, a final heel team will show up and they'll face off. However, I did not call that the heel team would win. You're correct. So there were a lot of things that went wrong in this match.
1: Were there a lot of botches?
0: A lot of botches, yes. Also, a couple slips.
1: Oh, a couple (laughs) slips.
0: So we start off with Billy Kay and Carmella I love Billy versus Kay. Naomi and Lana, and I totally missed Naomi losing. I like looked down from it like oh, it was really quick. To, like yeah. rolled her up and some yeah, support it was thing.
1: Quick. I love Billy Kay's character right now. She's so fun to watch. She's so entertaining. I love her. I hate Carmella, but I love Billy Kay.
0: So the Riot Squad then come down to face Carmella and Billy Kay.
1: You also noted that Naomi looked really pissed. When she was leaving. A little bit. You noted that when we were watching it. Like, I wonder if that was supposed to happen like that. Or if she messed up her ending kind of weird. And she was mad about it.
0: I, I anyway. have little memory of this match. Because this is also where a lot of the botches start. There's somebody goes to throw a kick and doesn't even halfway attempt it. And it gets sold. Mm. And everything just starts getting really sloppy. And I'm like, oh, yeah. no. it It really, unfortunately, felt like a 2010 Divas match.
1: This tag team turmoil match did not showcase the best of the women's division, which is unfortunate because this is the match that got WrestleMania time. Yeah. The women's division has some really fantastic women's wrestlers. These ain't it, Chief. Yeah. But like, They're fun characters, but these ain't the best wrestlers. Like,
0: especially considering, like I said, none of these teams were a team a while ago. Like, do the women's battle royal. Give somebody a rub.
1: That would be great. That being said, I do love the Riot Squad. They impressed me in this match which yes. i mean they,
0: they did look good
1: they did and i i don't know if that's just in comparison to the other three teams that were out but the riot squad looked good
0: so riot squad pin i think billy one of them after their finisher
1: i don't remember but they just went against billy and Carmella, so i don't know
0: we then get dana brooke and mandy rose <laughs> coming out in matching
1: pink unitards d- yeah version. bad, bad unitards. it's bad gear Bright pink. Very Barbie. Because they both have the bleach blonde hair, too. So it was very Barbie.
0: And as is widely known, Mandy Rose coming out, slips, slips, falls on her ass.
1: (laughs) It was pretty great in the moment.
0: Not to be overshadowed by that slip, Dana Brooke then goes for a sunset flip (laughs) and her titty pops out.
1: (laughs) One whole Dana titty.
0: And I guess you notice it more than I did. Mm And I guess it's, like, starts, and then it just, like, cut to black, like, no. Yeah,
1: I'm wondering if she didn't get a hold on it fast enough, and the whole thing actually did fall out. Because all I saw was, like, you know, the nip. But it cut to black after that, so I'm like, did she lose the whole thing? <laughs> they recovered. They were fine.
0: Yeah, so, Riot Squad beat Mandy and Dana, I think, with, like, a roll-up or something. Yeah. And then, as they're kind of doing that spot, it cuts to black again. I thought there was a second one, but by all accounts, there didn't seem to be.
1: Yeah, I think they were just anticipating and somebody pushed a button. I don't know.
0: So then Natalia and Tamina come out and they end up beating the Riot Squad. Weird ending spot where Natalia is like setting up for the sharpshooter and then just stops and is like, no, you hit a splash.
1: Yeah, I didn't really follow the story of that.
0: Part of me thinks that was an on-the-fly call and it's like, oh, here's your WrestleMania moment. Take it. That sounds
1: like something Natalia would do. Are they
0: filming Total Divas? Because I imagine that'll...
1: Oh, maybe. Oh, I don't want Tamina to be part of Total Divas.
0: We don't like Tamina on this podcast. I no. I don't understand who... Usually, if you are on Twitter and you like Tamina, I look through your profile and I'm like, that makes sense. You, me and you fundamentally disagree with wrestling opinions. <laughs>
1: The other thing that I found interesting was the They also hate King Corbin.
0: I fucking hate King Corbin. Which I, and
1: Elias I still don't like. I don't know.
0: I'm trying to figure out how much we're being worked by them versus... Right, because How he much of it real? is heel heat versus go-away heat?
1: Yeah, I think King Corbin is go-away. But I don't know about Elias.
0: I just want to see Elias cut promo. I don't want to ever see him in a match.
1: I want him to get rid of the goddamn guitar. I hate the guitar.
0: Do you remember last year at WrestleMania when they did Elias versus King Corbin?
1: I do not remember No, no one does. But no, back to Natalia and Tamina. What I also found interesting was with their kind of push that they were getting on the shows and through WrestleMania, they're living up to their father's legacies.
0: Yes, because on SmackDown, they had the graphic and like daughter of Jimmy Snuka. And I'm like, oh my God. Are we talking about this? (laughs) Really? Call her Tamina Snuka. Do it do it
1: it's just it was very strange because like yeah sure Natalia's dad is you know Jim Nyhart. he's the Heart Foundation like yeah sure live to his legacy great you really want to live up to Jimmy Snuka's legacy but no I'm pretty sure I just watched the Dark Side of the Ring episode on Jimmy Snuka and they're like okay cool he's still one of us every other person that's on Dark Side of the Ring that was in the WWE we don't talk about
0: so on night two, we will have the team of Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler facing Natalia and Tamina. Woo-hoo. Heel versus heel in teams that people aren't all that into because yeah. Nia and Shayna just lose constantly on TV. And
1: Did Shayna have a run as a singles for a while?
0: In NXT, absolutely. Oh,
1: not in WWE though?
0: She wrestled Becky for the women's title last year. And then she never won it. I don't even remember if they did Asuka versus Shayna, now that I think about it.
1: So she was she was constantly in this, she's been in this tag team.
0: Yeah, she was kind of just floating, doing nothing for a while. Then they did the weird, we're feuding, and then we're tag partners thing.
1: I mean, that's kind of what they do with all the women, it seems. It's like, I hate you, I hate you, let's team up.
0: Yeah, they did that with Sheamus and Cesaro,
1: too. It seems to just be how they figure out tag teams now.
0: Well, speaking of Cesaro, next, our next match is Seth Rollins versus Cesaro.
1: Yeah, this was a cool match.
0: The story of this match is basically that Cesaro had never wrestled in a singles match at WrestleMania.
1: That was it, really?
0: Pretty much. Oh,
1: okay. It ended up being a good match, so.
0: It was There was also an element of Seth Rollins trying to be the, you know, Messiah kind of character. Yeah. And Cesaro not willing to join and then disrespecting him and hitting the swing a bunch, apparently.
1: Oh, yeah, he swung in 22 times on, I think,
0: SmackDown? Yeah. So, yeah, they note that Cesaro never had a one-on-one match, and I'm th- thinking, huh, last time you did that with somebody, you had them face Michael Cole. Why not do that again? Who was that? Jerry Lawler. Oh, God. Because they actually do know they that. They mentioned that, It's guy. our 10-year anniversary, and he's like, let's not talk about it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So, story of once the match actually happens is Seth works over... Cesaro's arm for a while and Cesaro keeps using the bad arm and it's not like oh that was sore like stop using your arm then right. dude although Seth does that with his knee constantly so I can only judge so much
1: yeah but that wasn't like the big exciting thing of this match though
0: no we did get a corkscrew frog splash from Seth Rollins which
1: looked so cool
0: I didn't think it looked as cool oh it looked I liked it it looked
1: really cool in slow-mo too
0: it looked too flaily to me <laughs>
1: Well, he's a flaily boy. But in slow motion, it looked so cool.
0: I think it was because he put his arms out. If he had kept his arms tight to him, it would have looked kind of cooler to me. Yeah, maybe. But it just looked very flaily and manic to where it didn't look crisp.
1: Well, I think it's also something that's in the works. Like, that's fairly new for him, isn't it? I imagine he won't break that
0: up. It's probably a WrestleMania thing.
1: I don't know. Could be a pay-per-view thing.
0: Oh, because he used to do a Phoenix Splash, which was basically a... Corkscrew moonsault kind of thing Oh Jesus Like into a splash It was insane And I was like Oh you're gonna write that out No okay this is I think that's also what it was I'm like oh this is less impressive Than that thing I know you can do Yeah So Cesaro did a Like reverse airplane spin In that like Seth is facing up And then he dropped his arms And did it No hands kind of thing Which is apparently called the UFO
1: The UFO? Yep Okay It looked really cool he also, this was very yeah. impressive. Yes, the crowd popping for it. Oh my god! Yeah. He also
0: does multiple swings, which I see. I, I went a little nuts during because the crowd doesn't understand when to count.
1: It doesn't matter. It looked really cool. It I don't did. think it needed to count that one, but
0: well, they always count the swing, and they well, like, always yeah. don't count for the rotation. They just start counting, matter. and it's like, oh, okay. According to the crowd, he he probably did like seventy swings, and he did like twenty. He
1: did twenty-three because he had to beat twenty-two. They commentary. Stopped counting at 23, so it needed to be 23. Doesn't matter what the audience said.
0: Cesaro then hits the neutralizer and gets the pin.
1: This was a really cool match. I really enjoyed this. This is one that I would say seek out. Yeah. Like, go find this match, watch this, watch Cesaro do that spin. It's very impressive. Plus,
0: this may be the start of a larger push for Cesaro. It kind of feels like it. I did wish this match had a better story going in. I thought it was a little weak to start
1: weak story but still that produced was, I mean, a good that, match that so. was kind of the issue
0: yeah. with all the matches there
1: wasn't much story for any of them
0: that's what happens when you have a pay-per-view three weeks before and then backlash is in five weeks they said and I'm like five come weeks. on you give an extra build for backlash but god WrestleMania forbid Wrestlemania backlash sorry Wrestlemania backlash
1: how dare
0: you commentary did do a little bit of a burial I felt like unintentionally it's the biggest win of Cesaro's career I'm like Wow, you are continuing to bury the Andre Battle Royal. He was the first ever winner of that, and you're like, oh, no."
1: I mean, this was probably a more impressive match. Oh, it,
0: yeah, this is probably more notable considering nothing really came from that. But it's just like, oh, yeah, you. Uh,
1: yeah, they don't really care. They don't. You said it yourself. They don't really care who wins the battle royal.
0: We then get a interview with the Dirty Dogs, just talking about the tag scene. Although, we both noted that for some reason it seemed to be shot in like 360p.
1: Yeah, it was strange.
0: And that's really all we had for that.
1: Yeah, I didn't really pay much attention to it, honestly. I don't really like Dolph Ziggler, so I don't really listen when he speaks.
0: They were asked about our next match, which is the Raw Tag Team Titles match featuring The New Day versus AJ Styles and Omos.
1: In his in-ring debut. Yes. Such a big person.
0: He is quite large.
1: Omos is massive.
0: We talked about, you know, is this episode canon or not? I think it might be just with the amount of pyro that AJ Styles gets when he comes out.
1: Oh, we didn't talk about the rain messing up um,
0: Seth Rollins' pyro. Seth Rollins' yes, pyro. Yes, we, we did not.
1: So when he comes out, his pyro is like a bunch of fire cannons. I don't really know how else to describe it. It's like
0: fire, like spiral sticks.
1: Yeah, on either side of the, the ramp. And like halfway down the ramp, the fire just doesn't come out.
0: <laughs> and it also didn't come out evenly like there was like four on one side yeah. and like three or two on the other and it yeah. was like oh so the
1: rain very clearly got in there and fucked something up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the first real rain issue that Minus had,
0: like, Mandy slipping.
1: I mean like to the set.
0: Apparently the sail like logo ripped at some point. Oh really? We didn't really notice it, but I, I saw I saw reports of that.
1: Oh, I had I did not notice. I mean that would fit the whole pirate aesthetic with a, br- a ripped sail. Yeah. yeah it works.
0: We were taking bets on whether or not Omos was going to wrestle in a turtleneck or not. And he didn't, but he was wearing a button-down tank top.
1: With a high collar. I don't know if I would call it a turtleneck. It was a turtleneck, but it was a a,
0: a little higher than normal.
1: It was, like, slightly higher than a crew neck, so it was weird. It
0: was a crew neck, and then it had a little extra, like, lip.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It was a strange choice.
0: So the New Day manages to goad AJ into being the one to start the match. And there's two halves this match. There is the New Day preventing AJ from getting a tag, including Xavier Woods' meta commentary of, AJ, you are not a tag team wrestler. <laughs> yes. We are cutting, we are effectively cutting the ring in half. Yes. Which I think I would explained to you, you what did, that meant. did,
1: you explained to what that meant. I love their banter in the ring. It's proper banter. It, it's so much fun.
0: <laughs> AJ finally manages to slip loose long enough to tag in Omas. Mm-hmm. And Omas just beats the shit out of the new day.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it was an impressive first step into the, the ring, but, like, he's also massive.
0: Yeah. I. It's rare I'm, someone means it as a compliment, but I did get great Kali vibes off of him.
1: You did mention that, yeah.
0: Which I thought was strange considering he went into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he was nice.
1: Wouldn't it be interesting to see the two of them in a picture together? They just look like normal sized people.
0: However, Omas looked very impressive. Until he ran.
1: Okay. Because he he, he went that size should not run. He went
0: and did corner, like, turnbuckle clotheslines. And he just looked like he was trying to count the amount of steps. Yeah. Which may just have to be with him being green.
1: It might be. You're right. I mean, props him for trying. Like, he did not have
0: to. Props that man for trying to run.
1: He did not have to run the ropes. To win that match, he did not have to run the ropes.
0: He didn't even run the ropes. He just ran from corner to corner.
1: Yeah, okay, true.
0: So Omos gets the pin after hitting I think it was Xavier with ironically the Grey Khali's finisher, also known as the Baldo Bomb, depending on whether or not you sit out. Just the two handed choke slam. Oh yeah. So new tag team champions, Aegis Isles and Omos. They mm. they will celebrate by not appearing on Raw the next night.
1: Yeah. Wasn't that strange? Yeah. Next match. Cage match. Cage match, cage match, cage match.
0: Yes, cage this is the cage match, match. cage
1: match. Cage match.
0: And this is also Big Man, Little Brain.
1: Big Man, Little Brain. Big Man, Little Brain. <laughs>
0: if you're confused about what we're saying during the video package, it has a clip from one of Shane's promos where he just like speeds through it so quick that it just made us laugh.
1: Yeah, he's just talking about how stupid Braun Strowman is, and he's just a big man with little brain. Big Man, Little Brain.
0: Well, Braun Strowman has dedicated this match to anybody who's ever been called stupid. And I appreciate that. Thank yes, you for fighting you would. this fan. You would appreciate that.
1: Shut up. (laughs) Thank you, Braun Strowman, for fighting this match for me.
0: Based on the conversation I had to cut about math, this match is for you. You can't
1: mention the conversation if you're gonna cut it.
0: Yeah, but now it's up to their imagination. So again, I have to ask, why is Shane doing this? I
1: don't know. I don't like Shane. Shane literally
0: wasn't on TV and showed up just to fuck with Braun Strowman. Yeah, it
1: doesn't really make sense. I think he was just bored and wanted to get back in the ring for whatever reason.
0: Strowman gets... An awesome-looking entrance to see, like, the, the smoke of pyro. He looked jacked.
1: He looked massive. He looked so cool. Like, he's one of those guys that you were like, you want to watch wrestling? Look at this guy.
0: To quote Booker T, looking real jacked, baby. Looking real jacked.
1: <laughs> he did look real jacked. And but can we talk about him in the cage?
0: Well, first we need to address that Shane did not check. Oh, you're Braun right. Braun comes down, and he does check. He grabs the cage, and he confirms It is a cage.
1: You know who doesn't do that? Shane McMahon. And he pays for it. You should have checked.
0: Because Shane is trying to escape, and Braun literally rips one of the sides of the cage open.
1: This has to be, like, the coolest spot I've seen in a cage match. Like, ripping the side of the cage off bare hand. Oh my god, so cool. Like, I got chills. Like, that was fucking amazing.
0: Braun chokeslams chain or just tosses him off the cage
1: surprise shane mcmahon is in a cage match he went off the top like obviously
0: it's also only the second ever cage match in wrestlemania history
1: which i find shocking first
0: one was king kong bundy versus hulk hogan at wrestlemania 2 hmm. wrestlemania most notable for being in three different locations
1: yes yes i remember and
0: it was so successful they never did it again <laughs>
1: Yeah, but this was a really fantastic match. I don't know if you need to watch the entire thing, but you need to watch Braun Strowman tearing apart the cage.
0: I thought it was fine. I think you enjoyed this overall WrestleMania a little bit more than I did. Where, I really did. Like, I, I mean, minus the turmoil match, I didn't think there was anything bad on night one, but I thought this was fine. We completely skipped over Braun being blindsided at ringside by uh, Elias and Jackson Riker, I
1: want to say. I don't remember.
0: Yeah, but he gets attacked beforehand, so Shane has an excuse to actually be on offense at any point in this yeah. match. And I'm just like, I don't need it.
1: I don't. I forgot about them being interference. Because we were talking about interference earlier, I totally forgot that they interfered. But I really liked this match. I am a sucker for a cage match. I do love a cage match. And this one was, to me, pretty great.
0: So after this match, we got the Hall of Fame. I think this Hall of Fame was designed to just piss Emily off. It <laughs> <So, laughs> didn't seem like they did it in two nights. We're just going to run through it now. In being inducted was JBL, cool. I don't think you have any strong I don't feelings about. Him. No. I told you a little bit about, and then you had a little bit more, but yeah. uh, the British Bulldog.
1: I don't care. <laughs>
0: Jushin Thunder Liger, who you had no never idea heard of. who he was. Oh, apparently he's a one time WCD Light Heavyweight Champion. Oh
1: see WCW tie-in it all it all comes together
0: and well the, the, the next one's the NWO
1: and they came out to the NWO theme and Scott Hall did the stupid little walk and oh it made me mad
0: and then the Bella Twins
1: who did their stupid little butt swivels <laughs>
0: Before we move on from them let's remember that that one promo where Nikki told Brie that she was she died in the womb
1: yeah, that was on the Total Defense. Wait, yeah. how did they
0: treat it on Total Defense? I'm kind of. I don't
1: remember exactly because they showed it, and I think it was it was part of a season long story arc where the two girls were not getting along and they were very catty towards each other. And I think this was when Brie had started dating Dan O'Brien more seriously, and she was getting into the more vegan lifestyle, and they were just getting very different. I might be remembering it incorrectly.
0: Well, the only reason I ask is because on, you know, main roster TV. It was that Brie lost a match and then had to be Nikki's personal assistant for thirty days, and then there was a title match between her and AJ Lee, where Brie suddenly got lesbian pollen as the coin, God, I hate it as the phrase has been coined, and
1: <laughs>
0: I hate mid two thousand. This is no, this is like twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen. Oh God, <laughs> and distracts AJ Lee by kissing her, and then Nikki <laughs> hits one move and gets the pin. And, oh then, and then, and then, and then after that, they're fine. Yeah. And I'm like,
1: I think it got too real.
0: I don't know. I think Nikki Bella may have the record for, well, behind Chris Benoit for largest WrestleMania moment that'll be completely forgotten now.
1: What was her WrestleMania
0: moment? Being proposed to by John Cena. Oh well. I almost <laughs> had the biggest, and then I remembered Chris Benoit exists, and I went, never mind. That's that's definitely the largest.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, I forgot
0: about that. You're right. Oh, and William Shatner went in, in the celebrity one. Oh, wing. yes. Titus O'Neill won the Warrior Award for the 2020 portion. And brief mention to the legacy Hall of Fame inductees. I forget which night it was, but one of them, they used the wrong footage to honor this person. Oops. But for the 2020 class, they did Dr. Death Steve Williams, who... Oh, God, we will see in WCW... Oh, no. I just remembered Oklahoma. We'll get there. Oh, God. Oh, no. I'm, ha- oh, God. <laughs> I'm panicking. Absolutely no. You'll. About... I just want to talk about Brawl for All when I remembered Oklahoma. Oh, God. Um. Yeah. Steve Williams, who is known in WWE for his time not winning the Brawl for All, which I told Emily a little bit about. We will see the finale to the Brawl for All. In one of our upcoming episodes of Wrestlemania 15. Mm. Do you want to see the win of the broth roll basically get killed? No. You're gonna. <laughs> Moving on to the 2021 class, we get Molly Holly. Who I love. Eric Bischoff. Who I hate. Kane. Who I hate. The Great Collie. Oh, I don't
1: care.
0: <laughs> and Rob Van Dam. I
1: do love
0: Rob Van Dam. Oh, and then Ozzy Osbourne for some reason. Oh.
1: I, I've mentioned my hatred for Kane. I don't hate him as a wrestler. You hate the book. I hate the book, and I therefore hate the character.
0: Warrior World went went to Rich Herring, who was a senior vice president of government relations and risk management. He worked at WWE for more than 50 years. Mm-hmm. Internal guy.
1: Yeah. it was. He, he seemed to be pretty instrumental in a lot of stuff, though. When they were doing his whole background, it was pretty cool.
0: And I just want to note one thing from the legacy people here. Um, First person was Dick the Bruiser.
1: You just wanted to say Dick the Bruiser, didn't you?
0: <laughs> so you like a Dick the Birthday Boy. Moving on to our next match, which I did not know what to expect going in.
1: I expected very little.
0: It is Bad Bunny and Damian Priest versus The Miz and John Morrison.
1: On paper, this sounds like a garbage throwaway match.
0: Yeah, they did some weird promos with Bad Bunny. It came out on Raw. I was talking about his favorite wrestlers and everybody wrestled like 20 years ago. Yeah. It's like he didn't mention anybody nowadays. He very
1: much grew up watching the Attitude Era. And he's like not much older than us. If He's not the same age as us.
0: Miz and Morrison managed to convince Bad Bunny to start. Apparently Damien Priest might have been working a little bit hurt.
1: Yeah. That would make sense because he really was not in this match at all.
0: Yeah. And Bad Bunny basically works over. The guy who was WWE champion only like two months ago.
1: Which is still wild to me. I don't think of The Miz as the champion.
0: Yeah, they missed a window a couple of years ago where they could have put the belt on him and no one would have complained.
1: Yeah. Now it just seems silly.
0: Yeah, it was like right when Daniel Bryan was coming back and people were like, oh, we want to see this match because they had kind of been feuding when Bryan was the general manager. And then they didn't, and and Miz on the top of his game, and then they just weirdly blew it off to have Dana Bryan wrestle Big Cass.
1: I don't even know who Big Cass is.
0: Yeah, and then Dana Bryan turned heel, but Bad Bunny looked really good during this, this was, match.
1: This was a very impressive match.
0: Like he, he, he might be the best celebrity, celebrity match. Yeah, best celebrity match. It's a low bar, but I think it's three competitors in that field. Are you have Floyd Mayweather, who really... He's a
1: boxer. I mean, he knows how to perform in a ring.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's very different. But... He also didn't do a ton. It, there was a lot of interference and stuff in that match. It works well as an overall segment, but in terms of his in-ring quality, you know, eh. Lawrence Taylor, who I like. I like that match. A little more pressure.
1: I don't know who Lawrence
0: Taylor is. He main-evented WrestleMania against Bam Bam Bigelow. We talked about him before. He was, my bo- he was my boy who you denied boy to... Oh,
1: because if he's a celebrity, he's not a boy. It doesn't count.
0: Well, he made him into WrestleMania 11. It's also weird looking back because the style is so different that it's like, you know, w- yeah. what do you expect from Bad Bunny versus Lawrence Taylor? Because Bad Bunny is a fucking Canadian destroyer. That wasn't a move at WrestleMania 11.
1: Fair. But just Bad Bunny in a whole, he looked like someone who... As he said, he, like, grew up watching wrestling. He had these favorite wrestlers. He wanted to get in that ring and put on a good show. Yeah. And I think he did. I think he succeeded.
0: And funny, I'm actually remembering a couple other people who did fairly well. Like, Stephen Amell actually wrestled mm-hmm. a couple matches. He actually has a new, like, I think Showtime show. Oh, really? About wrestling called Heels. Oh. So, him and his brother taking over a, like, family cool. wrestling business. The other one I want to mention, unless I think of something else, is Mr. T.
1: Yeah.
0: Mr. T made events WrestleMania 1 and has a couple yeah. other matches
1: But for apples to apples comparisons, him versus Logan Paul the next night. Yes. Like, come on. The two celebrity quote unquotes that you have in WrestleMania 37, Bad Bunny is leagues above Logan Paul. And I I kind of, I'm contradicting myself. Floyd Mayweather was a boxer. Logan Paul is a boxer. Like their biggest air quotes you can possibly say. He is in boxing matches. So I guess, I guess I'm contradicting myself.
0: You do get the vibe that Bad Bunny does care about the wrestling industry yes. and and likes, and actually likes wrestling.
1: It's clear that he actually spent some hours in a ring training. Like, he wanted to put on a good show. And I respect that. I respect the shit out of that. Yeah,
0: I think you asked me, like, do you think you could do that? And I'm like, well, I weigh significantly more so True. I can't fly he's, around like that. much smaller. That, that man, we talked about how light Tori Wilson was. That man might be lighter than Tori Wilson. Yeah.
1: He he's very tiny, but like worked worked for him.
0: Oh, backtracking. Do you want to talk about the bunny entrance? Nope. <laughs> okay. No, I do <laughs> Emily got very upset about that. I don't I even really, know why. It was just
1: I really hated the hey hey hop hop entrance. Ooh, I, I missed. It. Apparently,
0: they all only had one ear.
1: Ooh, really? Yeah. Ooh, I hate it. I hated it very very much.
0: So I'm not sure how much to give him credit versus give the Miz credit. Both of them. Des- going to Both that up. them deserve a lot.
1: The Miz and Morrison, I think. Helped a lot in that match. They definitely, like, were there to be the backboard, I guess. They were a stable foundation for Bad Bunny to bounce off of.
0: I agree with you. And I think the way you can tell how much card to give Bad Bunny, he sells really well.
1: He does. And right. that's
0: and that's when I'm, like, taking bumps and selling. I'm like, okay, you, you get this. Yeah. Because there's only so much they can help you through if you don't get the basics. Exactly. Hence... Kurt Hennig and Barry Windham and David Flair.
1: Anyway, moving on. <laughs> that
0: Bad Bunny, Dave, better than David Flair.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, than David bold
0: Flair. statement. David
1: Flair that's who was acting. That's
0: my uh, my new hot take of the episode.
1: Oh my god.
0: So as mentioned, Bad Bunny hits a Canadian destroyer on the outside on John Morrison, which I think is mostly John Morrison's work. Yes. I've it looked very I've good. seen like 60-year-old Ricky Morton hit a Canadian destroyer and it's like, okay. I think David Arquette may have hit one or two in his time. Oh, more recent time. But Yeah, yeah. And Bad Bunny and Damian Priest get the win. This was a pretty good match.
1: This was a fantastic match. Yeah. This was really great. Going in with zero expectation and coming out with that match, this was fantastic.
0: I got very similar feeling to this match as I did the Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle versus Steph and Triple H match. Mm. Like, similar, like, fun vibes yeah, of, definitely. oh, I don't take you seriously, so like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it was it was very good.
0: We blatantly did not include Ronda Rousey in our celebrity wrestling conversation. Oh, no, she had a
1: run in WWE. Yeah,
0: it was after, but still. That was her first match, but.
1: Oh, true. Yeah, no, she had a run. She was on Total Divas for a season. She's a wrestler.
0: So let's move on to the main event of night one, which. I don't think is a main event.
1: We differ on this. Nick thinks there is solely one main event of a WrestleMania. I think there is a main event of night one, main event of night two.
0: Oh, there's definitely not two main events on night two. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, <laughs> we'll get there. No, the main event for night one: Bianca, Bianca Belair, Belair
0: versus Sasha Banks for the SmackDown Women's Title. God, they need better names for they their really titles. Do. I also for the same way about the Raw and SmackDown tag titles. Because back in the day, it was there was the World Tag Team Championships and the WWE Tag Team Championships. Right. And it worked.
1: Yeah. But this match. This
0: match. Let's actually talk about this match.
1: I think this is easily top five favorite matches I've ever seen. The more wow. I think about it. Yeah. I, this, this it, is it was a very this good This is match. definitely my favorite women's match of all time that I've ever seen.
0: So it's funny. I was going back and and I saw a couple of bits of this. I couldn't tell you anything Sasha did. And I know she hit impressive moves. This was a Bianca Belair showcase.
1: But they worked very well together. They had chemistry in the ring that was pretty much unmatched by anybody else that either of them have been in the ring with that I've seen. They had incredible move sets against each other. Bianca had an incredible showing. She really paved her own way to being a fantastic women's wrestler. Wrestler in general.
0: And at one point, Sasha goes for a suicide dive. Bianca like rolls through catching her yeah. and then puts her in a press slam position, walks up the steps oh my God. <laughs> and then tosses her in the ring.
1: She lifts, she power lifts her over, Sasha over her, Bianca's head and walks her around the ring up the stairs and into, the, it was incredible. Oh my God. I've seen gifts of Sasha, of Bianca walking up those stairs. Oh my God. <laughs> it was amazing. Makes me want to go to the gym and just deadlift.
0: Can we talk about the whip?
1: The the whip heard around the world. Oh,
0: my God. So there's a lot of Bianca's hair kind of being pulled during this match. And it culminates in right before (sighs) the finish, she pulls it free and whips Sasha with it so fucking hard. The
1: sound effect could have come out of an Indiana Jones movie.
0: The crowd literally goes, oh, my God. It was intense.
1: I did not know hair could make that sound. And the sound that this hair made was like, holy shit, that's not weave. That's a fucking whip.
0: So Bianca then hits her finisher and Sasha kicks out. Oh, no. No. Michael Cole (laughs) fucks up the call. Sasha does not kick out. She gets pinned. I I (sighs) felt Granted, she can't hear it at the time, and
1: he does correct himself later before she walks off. It's just in the in the moment; it killed the
0: moment a little bit.
1: Eventually, Sasha gets up and walks off, and you see the welt. She's like half pointing
0: to it, like
1: it is so dark at that point like the welt had come up so much and it was so imprinted on her side oh my god it looks so painful see i
0: didn't even really see the welt. it looked like she got cut open
1: yeah it did look like it got like like, um
0: niche reference bob holly cutting his back on a table
1: Mm. this is an amazing yes bianca is is
0: the new smackdown women's champion
1: i'm okay with that i love sasha banks like she is my girl crush but I love Sasha. I love I love that she lost the championship. Yeah, it was, was it, was the, it was the right move. A hundred percent. And I thought it was very sweet when, like, at the beginning of the match, they both came out and they were a little emotional. It was very sweet. And yeah. most, Bianca was very
0: emotional. There's the photo of a handful of the women's roster watching from one of the camera stages. Yeah. And there was Asuka in her business clothes and green mist face paint. Yeah.
1: Oh, my God. It was so incredible. Like this is a match that I will go back and re-watch yes. multiple times. Oh my god, I'm so Th-
0: This was absolutely a fantastic match. Yes. I'm usually not one for going back and making changes. Please go redub Michael Cole. Just to say yeah, that. Yeah, cuz unfortunately there have, if you want to count this main event, there have been two women's main event matches. This one has the botched verbal call of someone kicking out. Yeah. And the triple threat of Rhonda, Becky, and Sa- and Charlotte. Charlotte I'm with Sasha. Has Ronda accidentally kicking out and the pin being counted anyway? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, we
1: can't have two women's main events botched. Yeah.
0: Just weird. <laughs> so this one, the, at the women end. didn't
1: do anything wrong. Bianca did nothing wrong. It was all fucking Michael Cole's fault. Don't ruin this. Exactly.
0: For us. So I have not checked. Maybe I will we'll look after this and add an editor's note. I don't think so. I hope they do.
1: I hope they do. I don't think they will.
0: So, that's night one. Night one, overall, very good.
1: Yeah. Night one made me very excited for night two. I'm like, if they can do this with night one, I'm ready.
0: I've kind of had this issue the last couple WrestleManias of the first half being very good.
1: And the second half being lackluster.
0: And I wasn't sure how much of it was just burnout because usually WrestleMania is... Seven goddamn hours. Yeah. This was two basically three hour shows. Yeah. So we'll see how night two holds up. <laughs> but uh not a great start with Hogan and Titus coming out again in pirate gear.
1: Yeah.
0: And doing <laughs> Get it
1: wear a tape bay, it's funny.
0: <laughs> yeah, and they do some references, and every time Hogan speaks, big booze. I guess it was night 1 because it was there's a uh, video of Hulk Hogan with BB Rexa. Mm. And there was something very notable in the background. Oh no. It's something that had been speculated on and kind of reported but no one had seen it. And in the background of this backstage video they they took, there is a, you know, printer paper sized like notice. All caps and bold. Do not slap leg while kicking.
1: Oh really? Yep. It's real. Oh, my God. I thought, honestly, I thought you were going to say something racist. No. I thought it was going to be like, did you notice there's a Confederate flag tattoo on the back of Hogan's neck? No. Something like that. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's funny. You should have pointed that out. Aw.
0: Well, it wasn't on the show. It was on like Instagram or something. Mm. So, continuing on, night two, we start off with Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt.
1: Yeah. One of the most hyped up matches is the opener. And, like, you had predicted that it was going to be the other title match. Like, start both shows with a title match.
0: Yeah, because they close and open the first night with the men's and women's world titles. I'm like, okay, you'll start off with Asuka and Rhea. Yeah. Nope, we're starting with The Fiend and Orton. And I still cannot figure out who the face in this match is.
1: I don't even think they know.
0: I, there I think may it's have just not been one.
1: To, yeah, maybe not. I was thinking maybe you're, it's supposed to be Randy Orton for going against evil.
0: Yeah, but Randy Orton's also, you know, a dickhead. I mean, yeah. And on Raw, the next night is a heel.
1: True. This was one of the most hyped up matches, most built to matches, and it was such a disappointment
0: Randy's also wearing white gear, which is weird.
1: Yeah, you hated that.
0: (laughs) Him and Edge were kind of matching.
1: They were. I did note that, because Edge comes out in full white gear later. So I'm like, oh, buddies.
0: So Alexa Bliss comes out first. We're
1: really glad that you're our friend. To that theme
0: and the fiend just has a ridiculous entrance but my god it was, was it it was it was cool it was fun <laughs> i will give it that. it was the bollocks was wrestling at its great. best
1: so if i may describe it go ahead at the end of the ramp while alexa is you know bippity bopping down there is a giant jack-in-the-box with the crank on the side so alexa goes up to the crank and it does the yeah. Pop goes the weasel. Pop goes the. I could not think of the name of the song. Pop goes the weasel. All the way to the end, and then out rises the fiend out of this check in the box. It was just it was bizarre. It was so. It was this was a massive box. I think I am underselling the size of this thing. I don't even think that because you need to
0: put makeup artists in there. Oh, maybe. So oh, I didn't think about that. He, he's like, the box is taller than the ring ropes.
1: It's taller than Alexa. I mean, it's like oh, yeah. two times the size well, of Alexa.
0: Well, I'm saying it's taller than ring ropes because the Fiend is now standing on top of the... The Jack
1: in the Box. The Jack in the
0: Box. And I'm like, how are you going to get him down? Oh, he's
1: going to jump in. Well,
0: to where he might not look... To where you don't run the risk of him looking stupid. Because if he drops down and he like trips... It's like, oh, God, the Mystique of the Fiend is kind of yeah. gone.
1: But no, he just, he jumped from the top of the box onto Randy Orton. Yeah, he just, like, a diving clothesline. Yeah. It's like, okay, you avoided it. Worked. It worked. It, it was a very good image.
0: And I think we both forgot about the red lights.
1: Yeah, I totally forgot about the red lights until they stayed on. Because they were part of the reason why I didn't like the cage match between the Fiend and, um... Seth, um, Seth Rollins, because yeah. that was all red light, too. Well, it
0: didn't help that the that cage is also red for some reason. Oh,
1: yeah, I don't remember that.
0: Okay. This match is weird in that they brawl a bit, and sometimes the Fiend no-sells, sometimes he feels pain.
1: He's like Cade. Cade's not supposed to feel pain, but he does.
0: Well, that's based on your book thing. I'm saying within one match, he is constantly flip-flopping between selling and no-selling. And there just doesn't seem to be any kind of rhyme or reason for it. The Fiend then sets up for Sister Abigail. And all of a sudden, Alexa Bliss shows up.
1: She's sitting on top of the box, crisscross-legged, wearing some kind of thorny crown that is just emanating black ooze. It's like she came out wearing the Jesus crown of thorns, but it was all bloody, but black bloody, and, and it just, just it
0: just kept dumping yeah. at her face. We're like, know. like the spots over, guys, you can stop doing no, it. No,
1: it just it kept pulsing out this black ooze. I don't know where the source was in this headpiece that she had. That headpiece I am saying is not necessarily obvious. Yeah, it wasn't like she was wearing a helmet and it was just pouring out blood. It was like no. a very thin. It was headband. a headband. Yeah. yeah, I I see it as a crown of thorns because I think that's more cool imagery, but.
0: The Fiend then turns around, and gets hit with an RKO, and loses. It's like,
1: what? Like, five-minute match, if that. Yeah. It was so quick.
0: And Randy Orton just gets the fuck out of there.
1: It was weird. I mean, if there were makeup artists in that box, props to them for getting it on so fast. Because they didn't really have a lot of time to finesse. Fair.
0: Fair. Yeah, they... I was disappointed that this wasn't cinematic. I know. And then I was disappointed just by the match itself. i like, oh. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like, it it went for, like, it had a couple of phases of, like, oh, it's not cinematic. Oh, but it could be cool, because look like, at this cool jack-in-the-box. Oh, but then it's so fun. It's over.
0: Yeah. I don't know how this compares to their last WrestleMania match, which had um, them projecting various creepy imagery on the mat. I don't remember. And that. doing... It was WrestleMania 33.
1: Hmm.
0: They did, like, Wile, Wile E. Coyote cam of just, like, shooting straight down, and it was like, ooh, there's, like, a projection of maggots on the ring, and it's like... Yeah.
1: I don't... I, I, you must have showed me this, but I don't remember it.
0: The first time, the crowd is like, oh. Second time, they're like, uh-huh. And second, third time, they laugh at it. Really? Oh, no. no you don't want to get laughed yeah. at. Yeah. By the way, it's for the WWE title.
1: Ah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, Randy Orton wins on Raw. He's like, I'm done with them, moving on. And they seem to be splitting... I guess it's going to be Bray Wyatt versus feuding with Alexa Bliss going forward.
1: Yeah, so the way that I saw it on Raw, might be wrong. It seems like Alexa Bliss is becoming the Fiend and the Fiend is going back to being Bray Wyatt.
0: I don't know. He was doing a evangelical preacher shtick during his Funhouse spit.
1: Yeah, so maybe he's found the light or something. I don't know. But it seems like they are pushing Alexa to become the Fiend.
0: We'll see. Apparently, they didn't have an end game for this feud, so I don't know how much they have planned going forward.
1: Yeah, knowing how WWE, they don't have anything planned. They're just rolling with it.
0: Next up is the women's tag team title match.
1: Yeah. Which I literally
0: wrote, God, I don't care, and that's it. And
1: this is the pee break match.
0: I literally remember that Nia Jackson, and Shayna won. I don't remember anything else in this match. This match goes like, goes like 15 minutes, too.
1: Well, we remember the ending. Or was that was that in the first one with Tamina having her moment? Was that in the first?
0: That was the first one. Wow, we already talked about it. Second that. one ends Shayna blind tags in and Natalia gets Naya in the sharpshooter and then Shayna sneaks in and chokes out yes. Natalya, and they retain. So, yeah, Naya and Shayna retain. Yay, a, who cares. The 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 tag division unfortunately or fortunately, they just added an NXT women's tag title. Previously, the women's tag team titles were defended on all three shows. Now, the show that had the best division has its own tag titles. And so, like, oh, I guess we'll do makeshift teams and suddenly we're together. Yeah. Frankly, all of the tag team divisions need a crap ton of work. So I don't, yeah. Outside of the New Day, I don't know who AJ and Omos are going to work with.
1: I realized that we did when we were talking about um the fiend kind of selling and not selling, we didn't talk about Omos becoming the brick wall of power that he was in that match. Because I remember like the New Day trying to do like drop kicks on him and he didn't even flinch.
0: Yeah.
1: Like I recognize that yeah, they're not hard hitting kicks, but if you don't even like
0: no they, blink
1: the, an eye, you know? Like I
0: mentioned that's very Greek Holly esque. It's amazing. Yeah. It just
1: oh it's amazing. Anyway. Night two, we're talking about the bad night, not the good
0: night. (laughs) Well, next up, we get Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn with Logan Paul at ringside. I guess with Sami Zayn.
1: Yeah, he's quote, he's kind of in Sami Zayn's corner, and he's with commentary, but he doesn't commentate at
0: all. No, he just sits next. He just sits there. Well, you know, I'm sure if we listened to one of his podcasts, he'd explain what his role was. Oh, wait, are you saying he didn't? He didn't promote it on any of his channels.
1: He didn't promote on any of his channels, on any of his social media. This man has 20 million subscribers and did not mention WrestleMania once. He has a podcast. He has a channel. He has...
0: So he did do a weird Twitter thing with Sami Zayn, but when you're known for being a YouTube guy, like, I feel like they expect you to use that platform. Exactly. Like- promote it And not, like... Oh, here's a weird Twitter beef, and then you show up and you guys are kind of a pair.
1: From what I can see, he did tweet about the actual show about twice, other than that um, Twitter feud with Sami Zayn. But yeah, his YouTube channel and podcast have like 20 million subscribers on it, and his podcast has a pretty decent like cult following to it. He has a cult following. Didn't mention it once on his biggest platforms. That's bizarre to me. He did two tweets. That's it.
0: I feel like right now we're putting more time into this match than he actually got involved in. Yeah, really. So this is largely a greatest hits of previous Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens feuds and matches, which is unfortunate because this felt like a, oh, you guys are having a match at WrestleMania. That's kind of random. Like they weren't feuding until they like decided to have a WrestleMania match.
1: I I, I guess I missed the story of this match because there wasn't a lot. The story I got was like We were really good friends And then you went down a bad road And now you're doing stupid stuff Kevin too
0: Yeah, I mean Long form version of this is They were friends on the indies On Kevin Owens' first night in the company Sami Zayn won the NXT title Kevin Owens comes out to celebrate with with him And then power bombs him out of the apron Oh Literally first night Yeah, so They've been friends and enemies Kind of on and off again A lot
1: Okay, so what's the point of this?
0: Recently, Sami Zayn has been doing his there's a conspiracy against me kind of story. Yes. And somehow Kevin Owens got roped into this. It didn't feel organic at no. all. And so they wrestlemania match and it's like you guys have had a lot better feuds that have led to, you know, a lot more meaningful matches. It just felt like, well, we got to get both these guys on the card, so. Yeah. So yeah, that that, and that kind of took away from the match. Like similar issue with the Seth and Cesaro match, where I'm like, this doesn't feel like a WrestleMania worthy feud.
1: Yeah, and I think that was your argument for a lot of stuff. For particularly Night Two, none of them really felt like WrestleMania matches. It's WrestleMania worthy. It's the close. equivalent
0: of we're gonna go out to dinner for date night. Yeah. Versus we're gonna go out to dinner for our anniversary. WrestleMania is anniversary dinner. It's not just casual date night dinner. Fair okay that's fair and this felt like casual date night feud
1: this yeah i get that that's a good argument or a good comparison
0: and i can't even remember the last time they feuded that was the other issue of it and honestly i can't remember the last time they feuded i they tagged together at wrestlemania a couple of years ago but they've yeah. been fairly separate I think they were in different brands for a little while too so
1: yeah this just felt like a forced feud I don't know. I also don't really know why Logan Paul
0: is involved. I don't get it either. During the match, they're like they're referencing a bunch of stuff from their previous matches which if you haven't seen, it mm-hmm. d- doesn't mean anything to you. Kevin ends up winning after a stunner and then Logan Paul comes in and him and Sammy kind of argue because he was there as like Sammy's guest. So I found something funny about this because I recently showed you WrestleMania 14 mm-hmm. and how there's the Mike Tyson bit. Yes. This very much felt similar. Think about it. Boxer comes in with the heel. We're
1: putting giant air quotes around the word boxer.
0: (laughs) I know. I know. Let's compare it to fucking Logan Paul to Mike Tyson. Yeah, don't do that. (laughs) But end of the match, she's like celebrating with the face after turning, after punching out the heel. Here's the key difference though, because he holds up Kevin Owens' hand and you just hear, "boo," and I looked at you and I went, if Kevin Owens does not give him a stunner, this character is killed. And he immediately
1: he like takes his hand. He looks at it. He like looks it. at
0: it like, what the fuck is this? And he Mid-sized gives him. he gives him a stunner. Ugh. It's not the worst stunner sell I've seen. He no. sells it. He sells it like Rob Van Dam taking an RKO. It's not a good sell because he no. takes it the wrong way. He like rolls through.
1: Yeah, but not the worst sell. No, I'm I've not seen
0: not. Vince McMahon take a stunner. Exactly. I've seen Linda McMahon take a stunner.
1: And as someone who watches Logan Paul on YouTube and just. Has seen him throughout the Japanese fiasco, watching him get a stunner was really therapeutic for me.
0: Oh, he was in New Japan.
1: No, they, no, oh. <laughs> no, they don't want him in Japan anymore.
0: Yeah, so it was a oh, fine. It didn't go all that. Low. A lot of these matches didn't feel like they went that long.
1: They really didn't. I feel like I even pointed that out to you, but yeah, I think we had enough WrestleManias that you and I watched, or just pay per views in general where almost every match was like 40 minutes. Maybe I'm exaggerating, but it felt like these matches were significantly shorter than other WrestleManias that you and I have watched. Because I guess I'm thinking back to, I mean, granted it was the main event, but the um, Edge and Randy Orton match from last year. Well, that's also that was a long match.
0: literally the second longest singles match ever in WrestleMania. Oh my God, that was a long match. I think it was the third longest match because there was one fatal four-way elimination match that was mm-hmm. longer. The only thing longer than that was the hour-long Iron Man match. I think it was literally the longest singles match that didn't have a time limit.
1: It was so long, <laughs> but yeah, these all just felt very short. I think every match was under twenty minutes.
0: The main event was a little long. I think The main event of both nights was might have been a little longer. Mm. The match wasn't super, wasn't super short. It was not super long. It's that nice middle spot because yeah. next up we have Riddle versus Sheamus Which
1: in another I don't one of these. A lot of memory of
0: another one of these kind of oh, let's get these guys in the card kind of feuds, because Riddle was never supposed to be US champion. No? It was supposed to be Keith Lee, but Keith Lee contracted COVID, oh. and has been out since then, because they needed to get the belt off Bobby yeah. Lashley, because they wanted to have him win the world title.
1: Yeah. Oh, shit, okay. So, I do like Riddle. I I think he's a fun wrestler, fun character.
0: So they've been kind of trying to figure out who to have him drop it to, because in the match where he won it, they swapped out Keith Lee with John Morrison, but then they had the... Bad Bunny stuff lined up for Morrison So they couldn't have him do mm-hmm. it So it was kind of like a weird Oh shit who do we have this do
1: And it was a COVID roster so they had already pared yeah. down so many guys And they were losing more guys to like getting sick Or he didn't want to come back and like,
0: Yeah and Sheamus has been doing really well lately You you could have made a case of Him being in a marquee match Against Drew McIntyre And yeah. I'm a little sad he wasn't I don't know about WrestleMania made event with those two But definitely A more important match than this because th- this feud seems to be Seamus hit Riddle with that scooter.
1: Yeah. This, I think, is the absolute definition of this did not have to be a WrestleMania match. No. This did not feel like it warranted a WrestleMania match.
0: However, I thought it was a pretty good match. It was fun. Fairly hard hitting. I'm glad that Riddle has kind of tightened up his kicks a little bit because mm. for a while it seemed like he was wrestling real soft. Can we talk about the birds, though? When Riddle kicks off his flip flops and then it has like the, like the pigeons or doves oh, come out yes. and they were wearing pirate hats.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I so fucking stupid. Yeah. No, it was very dumb. I don't, is that a, is the birds a thing that's it's just a, coming It's a new Riddle thing. Now?
0: I don't, I don't like know it. why.
1: It's dumb.
0: Oh, you know, when we glossed over was him interacting with uh, Rob I Van Damme. C- I couldn't
1: remember if it was before or after the match. It was
0: before. He was still champion. Yeah. Him interacting with Rob Van Damme who was like, oh, you guys need these RVD rolling papers. And I'm like, I... Amazing. The fact that weed and CBD are legal makes me really happy for Rob Van Damme. I know. And really he's talked about how, like, listen, it really helps with my concussion issues. Because, like, I was in ECW. I suffered (laughs) a lot of fucking concussions. (laughs) Like, this makes me feel better. Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: I love that he has RVD rolling papers. If I was a weed smoker, I would buy those papers.
0: For me, there's three things I remember from this match. There's the first, what I think is supposed to be a brogue kick, but they're too close, so Sheamus just hits a fucking like brogue knee. Oh, off, yes. Yeah, off like a springboard kind of thing, where he like springs back and it's like, I think he was lower than you thought he'd be, so <laughs> you just hit him with your fucking knee. Just figure it out. Then there's a really convoluted spot where Seamus is going for white noise, a.k.a. Finley's like Celtic Cross finisher. Hmm. It's like a Samoan drop-esque. And he's going to go for it from the top rope. And the ropes, I guess, are wet still because they slip. Yeah, I remember and that. Oh. Credit to Seamus because Seamus holds on to him the whole time. He literally takes one look at the ropes goes, No, and then just hits the move normally credit to him because the, there's yeah. a lot of stuff like even in the ripley and oscar and match where they botch and it's like nope we need to do this spot it's like no you don't just move you really on don't just you move really on really
1: don't if you do it you're going to hurt yourself
0: and then riddle goes the finish of the match is riddle going for like a springboard like moonsault kind of thing and Sheamus broke kicking him into further rotations of the moonsault <laughs> And getting the pin. That was pretty cool. To which she clearly pretty kicked cool. him for real because he's bleeding afterwards.
1: Yeah. That was a cool spot. I it was like a that. really cool spot. It was a fun match.
0: It was fun. Probably will be mostly forgotten. Yeah. But, you know, if you go back and rewatch this, you'll be like, oh,
1: that was good. It's not necessarily one to skip.
0: I thought it was match night too. I said it was so far. Yeah, yeah, so far. So we go from one mid-card title to the next. We get Big E versus Apollo Crews in an Intercontinental title match, which was Nigerian drum fight
1: match? It was the Nigerian drum match.
0: To which, let's just talk about it now. They literally didn't use a drum at any point.
1: No, and I'm really mad about it.
0: They just had drums on tables on the outside. They have
1: drums decorating the ring area. They did not throw a drum, they did not beat a drum, they didn't do anything with the drums, and I'm really mad about it.
0: They do have Wale performing Biggie's entrance music, which
1: was really good. This was very fun and this like matched the energy well. Wale did really really well.
0: So Wale inadvertently may have the best live performance at WrestleMania. It's not a long list.
1: No, so it's possible. I mean, he's one of the good ones, I think.
0: Yeah, some notable favorites or lowlights. Mm-hmm. Uh, Salt and Papa doing What a Man at WrestleMania 11 with unique lyrics for Lawrence Taylor. Which is cool. So you get bonus points for that. Yeah. Uh, low light, Pimpin' Ain't Easy by Ice-T. Ooh,
1: that's gotta be one of my favorites.
0: Because that, that's from an album. That like,
1: made it onto an album?
0: They had a special alternative themes. That's where Big Nasty Bastard is from for oh, the big God. show. Yeah, they just did... Like, mashups kind of type album of, hey, we're going to get some famous person here to, like, rap over your yeah. theme or do a song for you. Also, a light motorhead doing the game. Uh, man, highlights are few and far between. Yeah, I'm really bro. struggling here. Living Color doing cult personality outside of the first 10 seconds.
1: Usually when we talk about performances at WrestleMania, we are talking about how bad they are. So finding ones that are any good or are favorites, I suppose. It's hard. <laughs>
0: Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt both got their ones done live, WrestleMania 30. I remember them being pretty good, even though I hate voices. I don't think it's a good song. Oh, I
1: like
0: it. Snoop Dogg doing an entrance for Sasha Banks. I don't, I don't think it was her theme because she has. Uh, yeah,
1: but I know it, obviously Snoop Dogg would do her, a song for her. Well,
0: Her current theme is a song by yeah. him, but it wasn't at the time. They were Sky's the Limit, which I think is just her song at the time. I don't remember. I don't know. And two years ago, we had Joan Jett doing Bad Reputation. Which
1: I remember being pretty good.
0: Yeah, she sounds old, but Paul McCartney sounds old doing Beatles songs because yeah. they're old. They're old. So, while I inadvertently may have had the best, and we may have the worst later on in the night.
1: But yeah, how do you feel about this Nigerian drum match?
0: So they start off with canes.
1: Which, if they were going to continue with like the, the canes and using outside you know, objects, could have been interesting. Could have used a drum, didn't.
0: I'm really disappointed Biggie didn't take the cane at any point and tried to do the drum beat from In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins.
1: <laughs> that is something that New Day would have taken. Exactly, I'm like... Yeah, that would have been
0: fun. There was no... F- there, there was, was no
1: f- fun in this. Yeah, movie. that's what it is. There could have been fun. It's like they're trying to make Apollo more of a villain by making him embrace his heritage, I guess. Yeah, we have not, not acknowledged like the, the fact joy, that somebody
0: watched Black Panther recently and they are trying to give him... Yeah. I don't want to give it that much credit to anything specifically. I almost like T'Challa. It's like, no, they don't know enough. They watched it once and went, okay, we can do something with that.
1: True. Yeah, I don't think I don't think they thought this through enough. Like, why would you call it a Nigerian draw match without using it?
0: Because they booked it before they had an idea what the match would be.
1: They came up with the name before the, the actual match, yeah.
0: Yeah, so we're going straight to the finish here. Some very large man in a general kind of shirt... Oh, was uniform. he supposed to be a general? He had some sort of military shirt. I don't... I didn't catch that. It may have not been general. I, I think my brain is going a little bit to when Sergeant Slaughter defected during, like, the Gulf War and oh. they had uh, General Adnan.
1: I, I'm interested to see how they handle this storyline. Yeah, so
0: the guy who interferes has been seen in WWE TV before. He was part of Raw Underground, if you remember that.
1: Yeah, that was the Shane McMahon thing.
0: Yeah, which I think lasted four weeks? Five, maybe? Really that long? Yeah. He was Dabakato in that he apparently is Nigerian. Cool. So at least they're tying it in and they're not just like
1: Is Apollo actually Nigerian?
0: I don't I think I would he, assume so. He's of Nigerian heritage. I don't believe he's actually from Nigeria, but okay. I know his family His family's from Nigeria. Yes. Okay. It's not just like, oh, You're black. It's not Muhammad Hassan who was Italian, and we're like, we're we're giving you a terrorist gimmick. Do do the thing. I don't even know what WWE. I don't know where he was supposed to be from. Now that I think back to it, but it was terror panic and time too. Yeah,
1: 2005. Yeah, I mean, it was around that time.
0: Anyway, Do, do you know why they had to get rid of the character? I do not. They did basically a terrorist angle on TV of like a bunch of masked men. Beating down and choking out the Undertaker the day of the London bombing. So Undertaker just last ride at him through the stage and the character was never seen again.
1: For the better, I think.
0: He was power bombed out of kayfabe. (laughs) So this match also goes like six minutes. Yeah. Apollo Crews wins after the interference. That's it. The end. No drums were touched. We then get the Hall of Fame.
1: Which we already talked about.
0: Yes. However, only note I want to make here is that Kane did not come out in his mask.
1: Yeah. Even though he came out in his mask for The Undertaker goodbye. We
0: joked that it's like, no, I'm not falling for that again.
1: Yeah, he was the only one to come out in any kind of uh, garb during The Undertaker
0: thing. So we got one more match before the main event. It's Rhea Ripley versus Asuka for the Raw Women's title. Rhea Ripley comes out to maybe the worst live performance
1: in WrestleMania history.
0: Barring the X Men playing "America the Beautiful,"
1: this is really, really bad. I didn't take any notes on the actual match. I only noted, "Wow, this is awful," for the intro.
0: Yeah, I, I, I feel bad, but I'm I like don't. this, this was. I think I had to look at you, just be like, "This is really bad, right?" You're like, yeah,
1: yeah, because the band was not on beat. They didn't really. They, maybe they just couldn't hear themselves. I also
0: don't think her mic was on the PA at first.
1: Maybe not it just seemed like they couldn't hear each other. So then everyone was playing a different beat and it was already like kind of a asynchronous sort of song. It just, it fell apart. It very quickly just fell apart and they never got back on it. It was it was bad.
0: So we have some, we have Asuka coming out with her mask. So that's uh, close enough. So it's time for a WrestleMania edition of So Asuka is rocking some a good amount of green and yellow with a touch of black, and if you want to incorporate the purple, feel free. I'm not going to hold you to it. There's a lot of colors going on there. Emily, who do you got?
1: I said Turtwig, who's like a little grass-type turtle thing.
0: Oh, so you're allowed to pick from Gen 4.
1: You know, all I did... You you sprung this on me while we were watching it that we were doing Who's That Pokemon, so I was like, okay, well, quick green
0: Pokemon. I got inspired. <laughs> Ironically, You went with Gen 4. I went with Gen 1. I, mm. I went with Victory Bell.
1: I mean, I can see it.
0: Although, actually, I'm going to change my answer.
1: I think Turvy is cuter,
0: though. Uh, she loses, so we're going to do Weepin' Bell. Oh, Spoilers, Asuka loses.
1: Yeah, I mean, who's really surprised that they, they took the belt off of Asuka? Yeah,
0: Asuka's held the belt since, like, the night after Money in the Bank, so almost a year. And I couldn't tell you anything notable she's no. really...
1: I can remember the night that she won the belt because it was also the night that Becky announced she was pregnant and yeah. left the company for X amount of, at this point, a year. Night amounts. Yeah, that was a really nice little moment between the two of them where she, Becky gave her the belt. It was sweet.
0: So I wrote a bit of a slow start, but it never really gets going.
1: It was the, a very unceremonious Yeah, these two, work,
0: these two just don't have good chemistry. I don't do.
1: remember this match like at all. It was well, very forgettable. They
0: did a rematch on Raw and they also and was, had a hard time. And yeah. Just, I don't know what it is. That just styles didn't mesh.
1: Yeah, I was really interested in the rematch that was happening on Raw because the WrestleMania match was so blah. I was thinking, okay, maybe something went wrong, and they want to give them a chance to do the match again. Obviously, have the same en- ending, whatever. But no, Charlotte Flair came back, spoilers, and interrupted. The match ended in a no con- no contest, like a DQ. Yeah. It was nothing. Yeah,
0: I don't really have anything before the finish no. where he hits her finisher and gets the pin. It was
1: very nothing. I was and really it,
0: disappointed. It, the finish also just kind of came out of nowhere. Just like, okay, oh, move, done. Yeah.
1: It was really. It ended very unceremoniously.
0: Probably still better than than the any of the women's tag matches, but it just I, I really wanted to like this match and yeah. I didn't. Again, just it 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 felt like a Chris Jericho Perry Saturn match. Of, oh, I'm going to like this. Oh. No, I'm not. So. Hopefully
1: they have more for Rhea to do with the belt than they did for Asuka.
0: I'm hoping she doesn't just drop it to Charlotte the first pay-per-view. Because Charlotte was supposed to be in this match, but then she got COVID. Yeah. And cut an interesting promo on the Raw after.
1: She did. I actually liked her promo.
0: Yeah, it was good. It was just like, knowing what I know, it's like, man, yeah, you need to jump around the truth a little bit to get to, you know, the logic of this mm-hmm. promo. But it was a good promo.
1: Yeah, it was. Also, I'm
0: glad she's heel and it's not like... Charlotte's not super likable. She's very good, but she's not a good face, in my personal opinion.
1: No, I'm with you. She's definitely someone that needs to be a heel.
0: So before we get on to the main event... Uh, the, the hosts come out again. Just uh, I don't even know why.
1: I don't know why WrestleMania has hosts. What was the point of them?
0: Because The Rock did it at WrestleMania 27 and then he interfered. I don't know, but for some reason the Bella Twins are with them this time. And Bailey comes out again and...
1: Ding dong, hello!
0: Bailey, who is just... No matter what it is, Bailey is just too good for this shit. (laughs) She really is.
1: I have very much turned on Bailey. I used to hate her. Now I am very much in love with her character. (laughs)
0: Yeah, so Bailey gets laid out by the Bella Twins for talking mess. And the Bella Twins get booed for it. Like, the crowd was into Bailey, and it's like, she should have been on this card somewhere.
1: She really should have. I really don't know why she wasn't.
0: Because she's not in an impromptu tag team. Yeah. And I think Um. some people wanted her to be in a triple threat with Bianca and Sasha. I think, especially now seeing the match we got, I think it was right to leave it as is.
1: Yeah.
0: But she should have been on the card somewhere.
1: Definitely. I agree.
0: But speaking of triple threat matches, it's time for the main event. It is a... It's a triple threat match for the universe title, Roman Reigns versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan.
1: I had very like the the small amount of hope that I had for the bad bunny match, I had the opposite for this match. I really wanted this to be a fantastic match. It had hope. It had the possibility to be really, really good. To have those three guys, like they can put on a good performance and they could be very good.
0: Yeah, we <sighs> See I rewatched this match and I warmed to it a bit more. But yeah, I, on the night, we were disappointed by it. Mm-hmm. And a part of it, I'm wondering how much of it is we wanted... I think you probably wanted Edge to win.
1: I wanted not Roman to win.
0: Yeah, and I wanted Ed and Ryan to win. So I'm like, how much am I disappointed by the result versus disappointed by the match? And
1: It just felt like there was no reason for this match. There was no reason for the build. <laughs> like, what's the point of all the storytelling that went up to this match if Roman was just going to retain again?
0: Yeah, my my thing is, I like the first 20 minutes of this match. It is the last three minutes that I'm annoyed about.
1: The first 20 minutes of this match, I feel like I've seen multiple times before. I, I remember watching it the night of, and I watched highlights right before we recorded this podcast. I've seen this match. This is nothing new. This is nothing exciting. It's the same old, same old to me. I I
0: don't know if i go that far. I think, I mean... All there's guys, a couple of different All guys spots. worked worked well, I mean... Yeah, but
1: they always work well. And there was there was just there was nothing that made this stand out. It's not like I was like, oh, wow, Edge put on a really good show this time. Like, obviously he's going to put on a good show. Obviously Dan O'Brien is. Obviously Roman Reigns is. It was just... Yeah, I think the were expectations were really high going yeah, in Yeah, I think they were too high. There Maybe. were some good spots in this match. I'll give it that.
0: There was one interesting spot of Edge going to get the chair which he's been using a fair bit in the build of this. Yeah,
1: he was all about the folding chairs for this.
0: And they go to, like, wrestle over the chair, and a piece of the chair kind of breaks off, which I thought was weird at first, then I realized, oh, you're using it in a spot, so. We
1: thought that the chair actually broke. We thought that this was an actual shoot accident, and it just kind of worked in his favor, but.
0: Yeah, so Edge gets Roman in a crossface and uses the, like, little bit of a chair, like, puts it across Roman's mouth, and like pulls there and then Daniel Bryan gets Roman in a crossface with the other arm and his face mm-hmm. and so both Edge and Daniel Bryan have Roman Reigns in a crossface and then they're headbutting each other over who gets to keep the yeah. hold in <laughs> to which someone else pointed out like oh you guys both had to retire for head and neck issues maybe you don't do that spot
1: yeah yeah when he said that I was like Ew, you're right maybe uh, maybe back off this whole storyline I guess this spot
0: there's a fun spot before after that of Danny Bryan gets powerbombed through the announce table and Roman poses on, on the stairs and Edge spears him off of that.
1: It was before this. Yeah, that was cool. Like I said, there were some good spots in this, but between yeah. the spots, it was just like
0: boring. Yeah, for me, the goodwill is kind of squandered at the end because Jey Uso had been like stretchered out or like been carried out. And then he just comes back right at the end.
1: To, Interferes. Like, yeah, he was in, interfering interfe- this whole match. Yeah. To interfere.
0: Well, they wrote him off. to So, went, okay, he's gone. You know, that's, yeah, that's gone that, that taken care of. You know, obviously, no DQs interfere, so you write him out. Yeah. He comes back, distracts Edge, Edge takes him out. But that gives Roman Reigns enough time to hit a spear on Edge. And then there's concertos kind of around there. I know Roman hits one on Edge. He might hit one on Daniel Ryan or Edge hit one on Daniel Ryan. And then Roman just stacks them both up and pins them. Yeah. And that's... that's it. And that's the main event. Woo! So I wanted to peek back because this WrestleMania main event basically ends with a distraction finish. Mm-hmm. Or like an interference finish. And that's not common. No? No. So going through, if you really want to do like distraction interference finishes, especially with the heel winning... Yoko beats Bret Hart at WrestleMania 9, but then he loses to Hulk Hogan. So depending on how you want to call the main event there. And then the first heel to ever leave WrestleMania as champion also has a weird interference thing, which is WrestleMania 2000 Triple H wins after Vince McMahon turns on The Rock.
1: WrestleMania 2000 is the first time a heel wins the main event? WrestleMania
0: 16.
1: Really? Yep. Wow.
0: Yeah, because even the times where... The title wasn't the main event. The face won the title. Damn. So, yeah, weird interference of Vince McMahon during that. Also weird interference of Vince McMahon during WrestleMania 17, Austin and The Rock.
1: Wonderful ever get Vince McMahon in the ring ever again.
0: Going down the list, you have The Miz retaining after The Rock screws John Cena out of the, the title at WrestleMania 27. And I'm not counting Seth Rollins cashing in because that's a legal move. Yeah. That's it.
1: Wow. I really
0: thought it would be more. No, it's you usually want to have a sense of finality.
1: Tell WCW that.
0: Well, they don't have WrestleMania. They have
1: Stargate.
0: That's not WrestleMania. <laughs> so I think that's kind of what bothers me is I'm like just it felt like a lame setup for a finish and then it just moved so slow yeah. during that concerto and chair sequence that it didn't feel like it continued building to a no. finish. It just like it got somewhere, and then it kind of returned to the king, where there's a logical ending point, and then you just keep tacking <laughs> on endings. It was disappointing, and, I, and I, I know a part of me is the Daniel Bryan fan going, oh, he should have won. And but he,
1: Yes, he should have won. I don't know if Daniel Bryan should have won. Roman Reigns should not
0: have won. I don't know who you have beat Roman Reigns at this point. I don't know. Somebody floated you of, like, C- like Cesaro? I don't think maybe have Cesaro beat Roman Reigns. Maybe if Drew change brands. I don't know. They they do their superstar shake up. Not a draft. No, 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 no. It's not a draft anymore.
1: Oh, it's called a shake up?
0: Superstar shake up, because okay. Vince McMahon hates the term draft. That was WrestleMania thirty seven, night one and two.
1: Night one was significantly better. Yeah, even not even a yeah it's like
0: i cite you know being like oh you know it's a fine match for like you know shane and braun and it's like oh i wish we had more story but like comparatively it's oh, like yeah, yeah night one blue night two out of the water
1: yeah really yeah
0: any honorable mentions you want to give
1: uh the cage match i really like the cage okay. match
0: but best bit is is the match of sasha versus of Bel-Air. although did you say you wanted to give your best bit to the whip
1: I wanted to give my best bit to the whip sound.
0: The whip sound?
1: <laughs> the crack. You literally thought it was fake. I thought it was adr I thought it was dubbed over.
0: No, you can't do it that, that good live. I
1: know. I, I was just like, there's no way that her hair made that noise. I could go on about that until night. Totally. I won't.
0: MVP? Bianca. Yeah. <laughs> Bianca Belair. This star making performance oh for Oh, God, yeah. But that's it for this episode of the Butts and Seats podcast. Woohoo! Next up. We already recorded it, and it's being edited right now, but it's ECW Barely Legal 1997. Short version, <laughs> we thought we were going to have issues with the network it's and Peacock, and we managed to avoid them, and then it turns out they may have not even been issues at all. <laughs> it's so a whole saga. Oh my god. It's, yeah, it was a whole internal saga that ended up being blown out of proportion on our end. But that's up next, and then we will return to your regularly scheduled programming, of uncensored 1999
1: which i feel like we did the build for that so long ago at this point i'm gonna need to go back and re a couple of matches just to like remind or like reread my notes or something we'll just listen to the episode i could listen to the episode
0: anything else you want to say before we head out
1: i was very very pleasantly surprised by this wrestlemania i was expecting it to be terrible and i'm very happy that i was wrong
0: so until you see us at barely legal you can follow us on twitter at butts in the pod Subscribe to us on Spotify and on iTunes. Woohoo! Apple Podcasts, whatever they're. Yeah, because iTunes is dead.
1: Yes, so it's Apple Podcasts now. Apple
0: Podcasts. And I think we're going to slowly work on getting a Facebook thing yes. eventually. We're working on it. We're going to all this stuff. Just follow us somewhere. Tell us you're listening. We love you. And thanks for listening to the Bust in the Seats podcast. <laughs>